Hello and welcome to the Heresy Lodge. I am your host, Dylan Cooper, with the constant co-host over here. Gavin Franklin. And we are remote, so you really get to look at both of our faces this time instead of the side of our faces. You get to look directly into the webcams, and uh, it's quite the experience. Straight into the <laughs> eyes, into the soul. Yeah, there was a lot going on this week for me. I've, uh, I was in the middle of a move. Um, and I am preparing for the tournament and a lot of stuff at work. So this is kind of where I am in Lexington right now. So uh, going forward, though, we absolutely plan to be in person as much as possible. Yeah, and going on that, too, is a reason we want to be in person as much as possible is for the other stuff we have planned for the YouTube. Um, we mentioned last week about how we're going to start adding a lot more tabletop things to it, and it's hard to do that remotely. Yeah, that was pretty difficult to do. So we will be in person. We've got we're getting a setup going on. Um, Dylan's finishing up a lot of his army. That way we can have a solid tabletop gaming experience uh, working on terrain at the moment and lighting for the area. Um, but I think it's going to be kicking off uh, here in a couple weeks um, when we start filming our first uh, tabletop interactions. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. You guys can talk so much shit about how we don't know what we're doing, especially mm -hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, guys, like always, we are here for the podcast, we're here for the books, but we're also here for the fucking beer. Mm. Gavin, what do you got? So I think we've already had this one on the podcast, unfortunately. Oh, but no. this it's a Metazoa beer. Uh yeah, it's the one with the sloth, right? It it is. I was gonna get hopopotamus, but it is the nap in the hammock. Yeah. I did. Failed is this the first repeat? The lodge. It is. No, really? Repeat. Yep. I don't think that's true. I think we've it repeated it before. Nah. Oh, that's really depressing. I am drinking honey. <laughs> I will be drinking <laughs> this different. bottle of honey. <laughs> the fact that you just have a random jar of honey on your desk is why I'm a little bit concerned about what's going it makes on a lot over of there. Sense for me, honestly. Okay, well, I'll have to bring on something extra special next time then to make sure that I make up for uh, the repeat of beer. It's depressing. That's fair. I am drinking from Crook and Marker a iced tea beer. Um, for mm. those who have never heard of Crook and Marker, they are they're interesting. So all their shit's organic and part of it is they don't use any they don't use real sugar they actually use stevia which is supposed to be like a good fake sugar and i mean it's pretty solid it's 100 calories it tastes like tea it smells extremely boozy though like it almost like burnt when i first smelled it I was like oh my god what the hell it's only five percent i don't know why it's burning but it's solid i'll take it zero zero sugar infinite flavor well, that was <laughs> a little gay. <laughs> hey, I don't make the I don't make the cans. Listen, I can deal with you drinking Trulies. That's totally fine with me. But the second you're like, well, they're using stevia. It's supposed to be the healthy brand of sugar for you, and uh, it has zero calories, so it's very good for your health. As I'm trying to watch my figure, that is when look, I'm married, and this is what happens. <laughs> stevia beer delicious <laughs> yes best thing ever i will recommend 10 out of 10 <clears throat> all right 
Well, moving on from that <laughs> double shit show that we just had there, this week we are previewing Age of Darkness. Uh, at least the first half. Maybe the first half. <laughs> yeah, we'll see what we get through. We'll be around half. That's the plan. So if you guys aren't aware, Age of Darkness is another collective series from a large group of authors. Um, each story falls somewhere between 35 to 75-ish pages. And um, there's nine in this book. Uh, and the events of this one kind of take place in different time periods. Uh, but a majority of it is, I would say, post-Cal in that sort of area um, or right where we're at right now. Definitely all of it is after Prospero. Um, so we're we're in that um, realm. Yeah, also like right after Isfahan, which is probably yeah. the big one. You get a lot of Isfahan 5, a little bit of Prospero, and Calf seems to be the three things that yeah. are a big deal. So, Pretty much. Then we just are we good to dive right into? Oh, let's go ahead and talk about how they can reach out to us. Ah, yes, the important stuff. <laughs> All right, guys. So, if you have any questions for us, you want to just shoot the shit with us. There are several ways to do so. Also, if you have things that you would like us to talk about on the podcast, let us know. We will bring that up. If not for the podcast, uh, things that you want us to do for the tabletop as well for the YouTube. Um, ways to do that. Obviously, the YouTube, which is the Heresy Lodge. Be sure to like and subscribe to uh, us and our videos. That would be awesome. You can also find us on Twitter at Heresy Lodge. Our Discord is pinned to our Twitter if you really just want to shoot the shit with us. And you can also email us, theheresylodge at gmail.com. And from the looks of things, I lost Gavin. <laughs> no, I'm right here. That was weird. You're frozen on my screen. <laughs> oh, so sorry about that. I just move very slowly and sometimes not at all. So maybe that's what it is. <laughs> you actually just turned into a sloth. <laughs> just sat there like this it's for a minute. Here. Yeah. So um, also, big shout out. Thank you for the comment on YouTube for my shirt. I appreciate that. <laughs> and also, it's not his shirt. <laughs> it is not. You know, a funny thing about that, I didn't put this together, but that shirt was not my shirt, and this shirt is not my shirt either. I hope we This is Connor also, also Connor's shirt. So it was the same friend's shirt. Um, I didn't sleep over at his house or anything, if that's what people no, they, are thinking. They sleep together, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Also... We're doing a special podcast again, much like we talked about the Emperor's Plan. We're going to be doing something similar to that after this book is over. So not after this podcast, because this is going to be broken into two. Um, but after the next one, we're going to be doing... Um, like a, I think we're going to be focusing more on the Primarchs and the Legions this time, and not specifically the Emperor, but maybe the Emperor will come up. So if you have things you want us to talk about, that would be the place. Although, I don't know if you want to do much of the Primarchs now, because in like two or three books away from this one is the Primarch Anthology. Right. Which is all Primarchs. So do we want to do Primarchs again? Maybe we talk about the Legions? I don't know. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah, we'll have something good. If you guys have any suggestions, let us know. Mm -hmm. 
Let's jump right into it then, now that we've covered yes. all of our bases. We can start with fucking Graham McNeil, our guy. Graham motherfucking McNeil. Wolves of Engagement. Obviously, anybody who's been following around along with the podcast knows who Graham McNeil is. He wrote Thousand Sons. He wrote Fulgrim. He wrote Mechanicum. False Gods. And yes, False Gods. Uh, Wolves of wow. Engagement, Fairies of Darkness, Last Church. Like, all very phenomenal books. Um, only one I would exclude from being, like, top tier is probably Mechanicum. Yeah, and it's just because... I don't give a fuck about the Mechanicum. Although they're pretty badass on the tabletop. I've learned. Yeah, yeah. Right now they are, for sure. Um, but this is about the Ultramarines. So the Ultramarines are, I think we've learned, kind of Graham's, like, favorite <laughs> yep. fucking faction. He's like, man, Gilliman would, like, beat the shit out of all these Primarchs. And I'm like, oh, I doubt that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure he has Gilliman above, like, Lehman or Ross. And I'm like, I just don't see it. I don't know about that one. I don't know, Graham. It sounds like there's a lot of bias going on there. Um, but this was a short story about the Imperium Secundus, which is basically a book that Gilliman wrote uh, that details the rules of engagement for his Marines in battle. Now, we got a comment on the Discord last time to make sure that we knew that the Imperium Secundum was different than the um, Codex Astartes. Or, Adep or Adeptus Astartes. Adeptus I think. Astartes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's very confusing because, like I said, uh, Gilliman does write multiple very impactful pieces of literature, and the Adeptus Astartes being a huge one, for especially shaping the future of the Marine Legions going forward. And it really pisses off a lot of the other Primarchs, which is something I'm very excited for um, when Primarchs start returning to the 40K universe, is how they react to the Adeptus Astartes whether or not they just say like <laughs> and Gilman being in charge like, what the fuck <laughs> exactly so this one though is specifically about how his marines the ultramarines should be engaging in combat and against the foes like the tactics like I, I compared it to in last podcast it's like the art of war yeah um and this entire story is different engagements it's like a few hundred engagements and it captures specific ones. And at first, you're not really aware that it's like a training mission. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird at first. I, I was like, what the what the hell? Why are the salamanders here? Yeah, so the first salamanders. <laughs> I was super confused. And um dude, the salamanders got it rough this book, man. Yeah, they, they just kept getting <laughs> fucked. The Salamanders just keep getting fucked over and over again. It's so painful. Um, but the it's going to the engagement. The first engagement was with the Death Guard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 because they're relentless. Mm -hmm. And it, it's kind of this scenario where, like, the Death Guard are coming and the Space Marines keep... Or this, the they are definitely space. They marines. are space marines. The ultramarines <laughs> keep falling back and falling back, and we know that the uh, the uh, Perium Secundus is out because um, Remus is like the main character throughout all these engagements is continuing to like internally question whether or not the information that he's getting from this 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 book is good. Yeah. He's like, this isn't what I would do. This is weird, but then he does it anyway, and it always works. 
Yeah, and it's like, because there's a constant battle between the main character and like his sergeant, I guess, lieutenant. I don't remember what the hell they're called. But uh, he's like, I don't think we should do this. And he's like, we must believe in the Primarch's word. Yeah, it's, um, they have like a few different sergeants. Uh, the big one is Sergeant uh, Barca. Yeah. Um, he kind of appears in a few of the different engagements. It's it's very strange because you're like, oh, when you when you first read this, it's talking about the Death Guard invading Ultramar. And you're like, oh, fuck, the Death Guard are invading Ultramar. That's crazy. Yeah, I, was like, yeah, I, don't, be, I didn't think they were going to be there. This is going to be rough. And then the next thing you read is about the, the, um, the uh, world eaters. Oh my yeah. holy fuck, the world eaters that are Ultramar too? Like, <laughs> holy shit, like, Ultramar is fucked, man. What's going yeah, on at Ultramar? Sure, I'm not 100% sure. I think the world eaters do end up at Kalth. I don't know for a fact, but I'm pretty sure the world eaters are part of one of the upcoming books. Well, this is, like, what I'm thinking, right? It's like, we know for a fact that the uh, word bears... Go to yes. Ultramar. Oh yeah, we definitely know they're on their way. Well, they, they've already they were already there in fucking oh, yeah, um, and battle, for the, battle for the abyss. And then we they were trying to destroy McCree. They were like, "Let's fucking McCrag or whatever you want to call it, Makarage." <laughs> Goddamn right, Makarage. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have like uh, I, the Death Guard came and the World Eaters came, and I'm like, dude. How much can the fucking the Ultramarines are carrying the heresy <laughs> I, I, on I know their they're shoulders? Big, shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck are the White Scars doing right now? <laughs> the Ultramarines are doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah, and then we fucking run into salamanders, and I'm like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Are are these traitor salamanders? What's happening? <laughs> There's already only like ten salamanders, and now some of them are traitors. This was the first story. Because already I was like, holy shit, Ultramar's fucked. And then the Salamanders came into play, and I was like, oh, maybe maybe there's something weird going on here. Um, and it's weird. It's really fucked up, honestly. No, I, mean, I wouldn't say it's fucked up. It's just like they're, a... They're killing each other. Not literally. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure they're yeah. literally killing each other. Because I no, remember, no, no. I saw something where, like, at one point, you're like, Rabute like gets in trouble by the Emperor for killing his own people. Whoa. I I don't know. I'm pretty sure in the end it was talking about how like everyone got up and exchanged armor and repainted the armor to the new legion that they were supposed to be fighting. Uh, especially during the, the battle. I was pretty sure they were like literally killing each other. During the battle with the Salamanders. Like, at one point, like, bombs were dropping, and this, like, bomb literally hit a guy. It was like a, <laughs> it was like a cardboard bomb. <laughs> he was like, ah! <laughs> no. all, it's just a giant LARP fest. Yeah, that's, what's going, that's what I'm pretty sure is happening. They're firing, like, blank rounds or, like, paintball guns at each other. Um, and who knows, like, maybe the training in the 30K universe is, like, really fucking cool just, but just larping <laughs> you think at this is. point it would all be vr but nah they're doing like they're putting <laughs> together like entire worlds for larping <laughs> you know what? i can get behind it I can, I can go for some larping i used to do larping not like uh, as, i believe it <laughs> not as an adult i'm not nerdy i did this it this is like kid. last month <laughs> in no. front of the walmart <laughs> 
I did it as a kid in like middle school with my cousin because uh, he used to make like crazy badass LARP weapons. That was his like hobby. I was like, oh fuck, that's awesome. So like, I kind of got into it. I never like did a crazy LARP fest with him or anything because he actually did those. But I would like fight him with these badass like swords made out of foam, tape, and PVC pipes. It's okay. We now you know we uh, glue some pieces of plastic together and pretend that yeah. they're fighting. Guys, LARP is <laughs> fucking nerdy. Okay, I'm not a, I'm not a gay. I'm not a gay. Okay. I play with miniatures like a real man. <laughs> a big, strong man, may big, I add. <laughs> big, strong salamander man. <laughs> oh, what do I play? I play the Tao, dude, like the Japanese weeb dudes. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know, man. My, my gradients are pretty badass. I can't say yeah. much. <laughs> Your gradients are badass compared They're to They're just mine. really big, strong men with psychic powers. You love the big, strong men. With psychic powers, especially. Uh, you know, I don't know which one is is uh, more gay, honestly. Like playing the Tao, or or like being really into big, strong men with psychic powers. Because at least the Tao. I, like, maybe I should have went with the uh, sisterhood. There you go. That makes more sense. Like, That's mm, my next army, sisterhood. Break my head with those thighs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. She can bust more than a watermelon with those things. Oh yeah, she can. So, we had the engagement with the salamanders. I was really confused, and I felt really bad for the salamanders. I was like, it's not like the salamanders are going to win this. This is the main character in the book, so we know who comes out on top. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I thought the salamanders just getting their asses kicked. And then we get the last engagement, which is an engagement with the uh, Luna Wolves. Uh, like I can Boris, please. Yeah, you're right. Sons we of respect Horus. the Luna Wolves. We don't respect the Sons of Horus. Very different <laughs> group there. But it's interesting because when I first started reading this, in my mind, and this might be weird, like I thought of the World Eaters and the Salamanders as a bigger threat than the Sons of Horus. Like, battle-wise, I, I don't know if it's because we haven't seen a lot of the... Like, they don't really have a niche... The Sons of Horus, they're just kind of like... Yeah, they're at- just... Yeah, they're just good at everything. They're all... They're just supposed to be, like, elite. They're supposed to be really the- good at attacking. Yeah. And then we have the fucking world eaters that are just like... Everything in front of me fucking dies. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, I would honestly think that the Sons of Horus, as far as a legion goes, everybody reveres them as being, like, the scariest legion. And I just, like, personally as a reader, don't think that. No, not really at all. I think the Dark Angels, the Space Wolves, the Thousand Suns, World Eaters. Even, honestly, there's so many more legions that I just think are, like, cooler and more interesting. And, like, do things like the Night Lords and the Alpha Legion and the Imperial Fists. fucking crazy. Yeah, and, like, as, as far as... Yeah, like, as far as, like, the fear that I would have if a legion visited... The Sons of Horus. Well, the Sons of Horus, maybe, because they're fucking sadistic fucks now. Yeah. But, but like, Luna Wolves, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, it's the Luna Wolves. I'd well, be like, I mean, thank if God. If the Luna Wolves, gonna... like, invaded Earth, I would expect it to be, like, peaceful, almost. Exactly. Like, just, Luna like, a Wolves negotiation. Yes. Yeah. 
So the, the forest, also, I'm expecting to just fucking get murdered for shits and gigs. Or they blow up your entire planet with nuclear bombs in the core. Yeah. Which we'll Ooh. talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this is... I, it was it was kind of weird. I thought it was like... I was you're supposed to feel like this big bad from the Sons of Horus. I just kind of get like that's an that's another legion in my mind, you know. And yeah. Hor- this one's kind of weird because the engagement like goes south really quickly. Yeah, and like everything, like the strategy, just like was failing like over and over again. And he was like, "Well, I guess we just have to do our last stand." Yeah, and then Horus shows up and everyone gets fucked, which is why I don't think like they're. They're killing each other, obviously, because, like, he died, but he didn't actually die. Well, I think he wasn't die. Like, I think he was, like, about to just get murdered, but then it was, you know, what's his face? Gilliman just like, it's okay, son, you fucking failed, but it's fine. Thousands of us have failed. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure. I know that, like... I, I I don't know if he was actually. I honestly would like here, the but... Marines more if they were killing each other. I would not. That's kind of weird. I would because it gives them something that's fucking like. That's some like world eater shit. Yeah, but I'd rather something than than being these perfect little goody boys. Mm, I like the idea that the Ultramarines are perfect goody boys because it lets me not like them. That, if that makes sense. I, I, that <laughs> is their flaw. Them. That's their flaw to me. It's like they're too good. So it's like they're kind of like, man, you know, like they don't have any sort of like weakness. They're just there. I, mean, I, I wouldn't consider, you know, killing yourselves to be better a weakness. I just consider it a little fucked up. And I'm like, that's that's a level that I can respect. Well, the weakness I find the Ultramarines is they're not able to go to the notch above like pretty much every other legion would like if i was to put the legions and like like one person from each legion in a combat situation i actually think that the ultramarines would probably be the first to go except for the the word bears <laughs> <laughs> i could see it yeah because like there's they're not like they don't really yeah they're tactical but like the fucking world eaters, uh, even the Death Guard being relentless as they are. Like, th- then you have people like the Iron Hands and the, Imp- the Imperial Fist. Like, they, those legions, like, as soldiers, I think are just better. Where the uh, Ultramarines, I feel like, are just, like, generic soldiers. I could see, like, almost even to, like, the Emperor's Children pre-Sulnesh craziness. Yeah. Other than Lucius, because Lucius is actually a bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. They're very similar. Yeah. They're all about, you know, doing everything perfectly or whatever. Yeah, to a T. Yep. Yeah, so they lose. And then you get this, like, weird conversation. And this conversation was so weird. Where, like, the leader was talking to Gilliman. He was like, well, I know why we lost, sir. It's like, why do you think that is? Because we didn't have you. <laughs> and Gilliman's like, I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> I'm like, like, what okay. the fuck is Bobby G gonna do against Horus? <laughs> that's not it. Like, that's especially Horus souped up on chaos, ridiculous steroids. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> what the fuck is Gilliman gonna do? Gilliman couldn't even fight Mortarian in one of the more recent books. He got his ass 
beat. Oh, <laughs> He's going to take off just, worse. That's just a shame. It's sad. <laughs> sad. Down the list. Gilman is not the person that I would want to be going up against Taurus. Uh, it's just because you weren't there, sir. Well, geez, you're right. Come and suck my dick, son. Okay. <laughs> and that's the Ultramarines. That is pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, that's the end of that story. Um, <clears throat> then we get this next story, which is also featured in Ultramar. Liars Do by James Swallow. So those who don't know, James Swallow did Flight of the Eisenstein. Uh, he did the short story about the Sisters of Silence. And he also did this one. I don't think he has another book until like three or four away from now. Okay. I know he does like a really big one that people really like. No, he did Nemesis. Oh, shit. So I thought. Yeah, Nemesis. Yeah, Nemesis. Started yeah. off. Started off good, kind of teetered off, but hey. Yeah. Uh, buyers do. So this one was really cool. I thought it, it takes place in Ultramar again on a Agri world, which is a very unpopulated planet designed exclusively for agriculture in a town where they have what's called the lift. It's like the something lift, right? Space. Yeah. Space lift. It literally is just like a giant lift that they take the fucking food up and ship it off. Into space. Yeah. Can you imagine? It's like imagine. ridiculous. <laughs> Makes no sense. No, it's kind of kind of absurd. But um I don't know, maybe here in like a few hundred years, that's how we do it. But um, to Mars somehow. Yeah. Dude, giant elevator. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense to me. Well, we can't put it on a fucking escalator. <laughs> Eventually, down is up. Well, how are we going to manage that? <laughs> so, um, basically, the concept of this is in the beginning, this was another one. It's very similar to the first book, in my opinion, where, like, you, opinion, where, like, you you hear one thing in the book, you're like that doesn't make a lot of sense. Like when they were fighting the salamanders, yeah. it's like this is weird. So this this planet gets a broadcast stating that the emperor is dead, and I'm like, oh, is this like one of those like books that's taking place like way in the future? Yeah, I thought the same thing too. I thought this was post heresy. Mm -hmm. And it starts talking about how just weeks ago they were talking about ultramarine victory on Calf and all that stuff, and I'm like, oh, this. Is Something's weird. Something. Mm -hmm. Something's going on. Yeah, this on. one was probably my third favorite mm. of the nine, and I just James Swallow, I think, kind of knocked out of the park because all that was super interesting. Just because I fucking love the Alpha Legion. Yeah, it really showed their role in the Heresy and what they're doing because they really do take the backseat because that's their character. That's what they do, but it shows like how well of a backseat driver they are. Yeah, like they're a fucking machine. That is yeah. probably doing more for Horus than almost any other Legion out there. Yeah, I mean, they're fucking turning planets without causing any war. And that, so, on its own, is impressive. Basically, the concept of the story, it's actually pretty easy to explain. The Alpha Legion senses an operative who takes control of the broadcasting in this town. Um, and from there, he feeds lies about Horus approaching. Yeah, it's no. really cool too. Like, because like how like this little town works is like they have like one person who like listens to like the broadcasts. He brings that to the people. He gives them the recording. Mm -hmm. Well, this agent has this machine that like 
copied the voice and he's able to manipulate it however he wants. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he was it was really easy for him, apparently, because like it doesn't send the broadcast to individual houses. It just sends it to that one guy. Yeah. So he's able to just send it to that one guy. And he thought that was the broadcast from the astropath, which he actually like knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So. From there, like he was sowing messages of the fact that like Horus had killed the emperor and he was on his way and everyone was panicking and trying to decide whether or not they should go for Horus or for the emperor fight and all that stuff and just kind of got really out of hand and basically threw this entire town to chaos and then he went and um left and they had like killed the planet took itself over essentially with one one person um horse's side it obviously was revealed to be alpha legion revealed about halfway through that he was alpha legion um but it was really cool like the cool the, the concept was cool the story was like okay wasn't like an amazing like roller coaster of a story because you know he's alpha legion like halfway through and there were a few parts that i didn't quite understand he was infiltrating this town that doesn't necessarily mean the entire planet was conquered and i think the way they explained that was the only importance of this planet was that lift yeah and the town that had it was corrupted it, exactly so Again, I'm not really sure like how all this works. So, like, does Horus now send emissaries to the lift to pick up the food, or do the, like do they have to? They still have to fight the people coming to pick up the food. It's not like the people that come and pick it up aren't doing it anymore. I think it's automated. Like the whole thing, which is like automated. Well, the ships themselves aren't automated. That will come and pick it up because they have to send it to the rest of the Imperium. That's true. I don't know. I'm sure there's fucking something. Yeah. So, like, I think in my mind, the reason why this this book, this story was cool, but not, like, incredible is I thought there was a lot of holes in the story. That was like, I get that they're trying to show that the Alpha Legion is just fucking up planets without even doing anything, because that's what the Alpha Legion does. But this didn't seem like a realistic, and that's been my whole problem with the Alpha Legion. Is like the way they do their shit, like is awesome, and I love reading yeah, about it. But, but it, it doesn't, doesn't seem, it doesn't seem realistic. Like it doesn't seem like they could literally conquer like fifty planets in a few years by just sending a dude to anchor some people in a town. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will say and there was a really cool conversation with the operative and the um the main character. He is just like this young kid whose dad owns like I don't even know like it's not like a hotel. Or, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a hotel. But um he's like obsessed with like the Emperor and like Space Marines and stuff like that. Like he could like collect like as much as he can about the Imperium. He's and like us Yes, kind of actually, yeah. But he like, he has this conversation where he's like, you know, what if, you know, the emperor is dead and a chorus comes? Oh uh, yeah. Like, aren't, he's like, aren't you scared? And the guy's like, nah. Like if he comes, he comes. Yeah, I really like the con that like mentality of this town because it is such like a warhammer town. It makes so much sense where they're like, the emperor's died. And, like, you as a reader is like, holy fuck, the Emperor's died, shit's going down. And, like, half the people in this town are like, so? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like, it's not like I know the Emperor. He's not like a friend. He doesn't know who we are. He doesn't even know the name of this planet, probably. Which we know the Emperor mm. probably does know the name of the planet. Because he's the fucking Emperor. And, yeah, but... but- uh, like, they're so far away that like they aren't protected by him there is the, this is warhammer in a nutshell like the, this is the, another reason i love this story again like there were some holes in it but it's Warhammer in a nutshell there are rights and wrongs to the entire conversation yes you are a world out there that the imperium probably doesn't give too much of a shit about right right but the emperor is kind of a god and he does <laughs> he does know about you and as a as the god emperor we know that he does in a sense protect yeah. even those people on the agri worlds you know what i mean yeah. so it's like a big hit and miss and at the same time being an agri world like you do have strategic value yeah. So, like, there's so many arguments on both sides, but I love the fact, like, I love this idea that it's, like, the the galaxy's so big, so Huge. big, that, like, there's a planet, like, the Emperor could die, and it, it's probably not that big of a deal to us. Like, when we saw, when we were reading um the first Heretic, and the Word Bearers went closer into the Eye of Terror, mm-hmm. And then we realize that, like, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of human planets in there. I'm like, yeah. holy fuck. They wouldn't, there are probably planets in there that don't even know any of this shit is going on. No, definitely not. Any of it. Like, they have from their own 30K, problems. 40K, <laughs> they're dealing with flooding issues right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from all that Solanesh you love. <laughs> Yeah, or like <laughs> it's it's nuts, and you have planets on the fringe. Like, who knows? Like, maybe, maybe every single planet is fucked. Maybe, probably. I mean, look at ours. But maybe there's one out there <laughs> that no one, everyone's living in bliss. No one's worrying about the fucking Drakari or humanity or chaos or tyrannids or orcs or any of that shit, and they're just. Drinking beer, making podcasts. Who knows? <laughs> Love that concept, though. Uh, cool story. Um, was definitely one of my favorites of the ones I've read so far. Yep, my third favorite. Forgotten Sons. This I haven't gotten to your favorite yet. I'm almost done with the book, but Forgotten Sons so far is my favorite. Forgotten Sons is pretty good. How shall mm-hmm. we? discuss this one uh so we talked about last time how it's about a thousand sun and it's a group yeah and they are not thousand sun fucking um salamander yeah a salamander and an ultramarine Mm -hmm. they go to this little planet and they're basically trying to make a bid for why this planet should be on the side of the imperium instead of forest aside yeah Super weird. So yeah, it's an interesting concept, though. I mean, if you think about it, like, if I'm a planet, I'm like, well, what do you got for me? One thing that I find interesting is like, before all this, this would never be an option. <laughs> no. Before the heresy, like, if the emperor was like, "Hey, do we like 
do we go and like try and debate our side against these heretics? They'd be like, oh, you want to consider being a heretic? <laughs> we will blow <Hello>, you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, like it, you get this sense. You really do. And it's like, this is like a turning point in my mind that like the Imperium is begging this yeah, planet to stay. It's kind of what they need, right? I mean, they are probably losing a fuck ton of planets to Horus. And it's because they're so far away from Terra that like those planets are like, well, we either die. Or we just join Horus. Yeah, I mean, think about it like this, right? Like, Horus, is, he's a genius. You think about the legions. He's eliminated the Salamanders. He's eliminated the Raven Guard. He sent one legion, the Night Lords, to completely just fuck with the first. Like, they aren't doing anything. The first legion's out of it, so um, that's the um, Dark Angels. Mm-hmm. Then you send half your legions after Ultramar. And they can't fucking do anything. Ultramars is getting destroyed, which is great. You still have like four legions. You can do yeah, whatever Frost you want. Sparrow got fucked up, and at that point, and what's you know, Magnus is cornered. You 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 eliminate the Thousand Suns, but at the same time, you completely like make the Space Wolves insanely busy. And he knows already that the Imperial Fists are back in Terra doing their own shit. Yeah, what they have legion? to do fucking Mars too. That's <laughs> fucking horses have gotten too. there's no legions that are opposing him other than and i don't know what this legion is doing right now but the scars like that's that's <laughs> literally the only legion out there like able to do stuff like if you really think about it there's no other loyalist legion that just has like free reign to fucking do anything blood angels right now we haven't heard anything blood about angels, them that's true my uh, bad blood angels and the scars Yeah, I think that's it. I mean, you have the Iron Warriors, but like, who knows what they're doing after the death of Ferris Manus? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty, from my understanding, like, they get like pretty, like, fucked up from mm-hmm. like his death, like, go crazy. Yeah, so like, except for like, I think like they're like the first captain or whatever. Apparently, he's a badass, but I don't even remember him. So the, I'm pretty sure Two Horse sent the scars like really far away. Um, right before all this happened so it's taking the white scars with the warp storms a really really long time to even get back yeah so yeah like literally if you think about it, the blood angels the blood angels are the only fucking legion out there like they, um what do we do <laughs> so, <laughs> oh so i'm pretty back. sure the next james solo book might be a blood angels book Oh, that's exciting, because I want to see what the fuck the Blood Angels are doing to combat four legions at the same time. <laughs> so, uh, this this story follows... Hack, what's his name? Uh, Hecatan? Yes. And a character named uh, Arcades. Yeah. Hecatan and Arcades. Hecatan is the Salamander, and Arcades is the Ultramarine. And both of these characters have tragic backstories. So Hecatan witnessed the death of Vulcan um, and survived as Fam 5. It never really yeah, he, tells you how. Uh, he got, like, dragged out. On a Stormbird. Yeah. Which is impressive. Like, how they were able to get out of there. Well, um, I mean, it's a whole planet. Surely there's, you know... Yeah, God, they had the whole planet yeah. surrounded. Well, I mean, I guess they did by ships, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would have been rough to get out of there, so very few did, but yeah, it's possible. 
Uh, and then you have Arcades, uh, his tragic backstory. He actually like went into a coma after Olinor and didn't wake up until after Kalf. Um, That's a fucking wake up call. <laughs> yeah, so it was like everything was great and then everything was on fire from like one moment to the next. So he also has a lot of his body augmented with a bunch of shit. So he's not like a really shit. great warrior. Yeah, that, was, that was what, like 50 years, I think? Yeah, he was out for a while. Can you imagine um, you're asleep for fake 50 years and you wake up and you're like, what the fuck? I think it was more like 13. Because Horus oh, yeah. was only Warmaster for about 10 years before he turned, and Cal right, right. happened like a few years ago. I was that. thinking Thousand Suns, whatever. It was like 50 years later than Council of Nike happened or whatever, something like that. Yes, yeah, that's it. So, um, that was kind of an, um, these two are, are there, and they feel kind of like like their roles in the Imperium right now are it's like diplomats. Yeah. Like, and like just, neither. I mean, I guess the Salamir is the closest because, you know, like, their belief in protecting the people. Mm-hmm. But this Ultramarine's not... He's just like, why the fuck are we here? Mm-hmm. You see a lot from of that in the Salamander in this short story. Salamander is very much so, like, if you're a human, I'm protecting you. Uh, in the very beginning, there's Stormbird on the way to the planet gets shot down, and he protects this girl who's there yeah she's like a servitor yeah she used to be remembered to her yeah so she's not a servitor because that means you're all fucked up oh really but yeah because i thought it was just like, like a slave type of person no they're like brains taken from people and put sure. into like machines it's a fucking crazy but uh yeah so she's not a servitor she's like a she's almost like, like a handmaid to she puts on his armor marines, yeah shit like that yeah so he like saves her, and they make their way to the city, um, and they're making their plea. The person from Horace is making his plea, and he's winning because he's a he's an iterator compared to the Space Marines. And basically, this guy's just trying to goad the Ultramarine into like fighting him because he knows that if the Ultramarine breaks the treaty pact that they have at this meeting, then that would kind of force the hand of this planet to side with Horace. Mm-hmm. Um, during that time they had to remove all their weapons to go into the chamber and the ultramarine requests of this remembrancer to go and retrieve his weapons yep and that poor girl <laughs> yeah I know I thought she was going to be like kind of important in the story I Yeah, mean, I she, she is but like not longevity wise yeah so she she's on her way and she's like has to go through like this back way because like the main door is locked. And as she's going, she uh, runs into a space marine who is From... not a loyalist. He is a uh, shit. What are they called? Iron warrior. Yeah, an iron warrior. And he's like fucking around down in like basically the catacombs that like I'm imagining like the center of the planet. And there's like like volcano like shit like lava coming down that's like how i imagine like the whole scene yeah like mustafar from star wars or something yes exactly yeah so she finds like like scene she was like i know i shouldn't make any noise and then like sweat gets in her eyes (laughs) yeah makes sense right i've had sweat in my eyes so many times and i've never (laughs) been like 
uh-uh. <laughs> like that's oh, what no. she does. So <laughs> this so fucking salty. yeah, this Iron Warrior is like, oh, what a dumb bitch. Then kills her like right there, like no shit. Um, but basically, the the reason that drives the story is that prompts the salamander then to be like, she's been gone too long. I need to go protect her. Yeah, he's he like, goes, hey, cover for me. <laughs> you got this. I'm gonna go find the remembrance art. And the Ultraman's like, excuse me, I yeah, th- I need your story. And he's like, you got it. <laughs> the Ultramarine who doesn't want to be there is not an iterator. Is not someone to be doing the diplomatic thing. Literally, he's is having like burned. daydreams. <laughs> he's having daydreams about killing this man, <laughs> as this man is like completely like killing the whole. Yeah, he's obliterating him. Yeah, he's, like with the words, and it's like it's embarrassing. Salamander's like, "Yo, I gotta head out," and he's like, Dude, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> it's like I really need you. Like I need your story. This one five. He's like. She's been gone for a while, dude. I, sh- I should go find her. <laughs> Ultraman's like, God damn, I can't believe I'm dealing with this fucking shit. What am I supposed to do? He's having a panic attack. Space Marine goes and finds the dead body, finds the Iron Warrior, kills the Iron Warrior, because fuck yeah. Yeah, like um, shoves him down and takes the fucking lava. And I'm like, yeah, that's fucking cool. Yeah, it was cool. Iron within, iron without, baby. Makes his way back up. Uh, tells the ultramarine this, and then that's when the assassin strikes. Um, so there's an assassin, but the assassin's actually there from Horus to kill Horus's, like, iterator. Yeah. Orator. And I think the reason is because they want the planet to side with Horus. So if he sends an assassin to kill his diplomat, they're gonna think that it's the Imperium that sent the assassin. Yeah, because yeah, he also, like, comes out of this cloak as an, a custodius. So it's like, right. Re- so it's really fucking like, yeah. obviously, th- these guys are yeah, the bad so guys. We get this um, reveal that the assassin's not human. It describes him as a, an, a Xenos vampire thing. Yes. But I'm pretty sure it's a demon. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> At first, I thought it was the um, like the shapeshifter thing from Nemesis, and I was like, I think it's very similar. Ah. <laughs> I think it's very similar because if you remember, it got like a taste of its blood, and it was able to shapeshift. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things, so like they're chasing this assassin, the cust- the custode, not the custodes. Sorry, the Ultramarine, the Salamander are chasing this assassin. It's like beating the shit out of them, and that's when they find out that it's custodes, and they're like, "How the fuck is the custodes?" And Salamander's like, "Nah, it ain't a custodes." Because if it was really a custodes, we'd be fucking dead. dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, good point." Uh, so they find out that it's something else. But one of the things they they talk about, which is something that I want to talk about, is. They were like, how did he turn into custodes? Because in order for him to turn into custodes, he had to have, like, tasted a custodes' blood. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. I, I wonder if it's from... That? It's fun. You know, I think they have to be, like, alive. Oh, maybe they don't. Uh... Never stay... I mean, this is a fucking random demon. We don't know shit about its rules. <laughs> yeah, I don't. That's true. I, I think that I this actually. I think this has to do with the war in the throne room. 
because the custodians yeah the custodians are like fighting their own like demon incursion on terror right now oh interesting Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because of magnus's debauchery fucking magnus yeah he like oh that's what happened wrong you remember when like the demon convinced him to go through yeah and he opened up that portal for the demons to pour out into the throne room. So the custodians are dealing with that right now. Um, and I think this is in reference to that, possibly. Or it could be in reference to Isfahan. Yeah, I can see Erebus being like, pulling out a bunch of pets, like, eat. Yeah, that makes sense. That could very well be the case. Uh, but yeah, we get we get that situation... The salamander decides that he's going to, um, he's going to, like, go off on the hunt while the ultramarine defends the people in this, like, debate room, which was a, an entire ploy. Yeah, and it was funny, too, because, like, the ultramarine, like, he's he's still, like, injured. Like, he's definitely, like, slower than, like, he used to be and everything else, and, like, they have, like, a public fight with the salamander. Like, just fucking throws him on the ground. Oh, like, I, love- I am hunting. I am the hunter. You are too slow. So I want to talk about this actually with the salamanders because um, that's like not like weird for them. They're very like the book described them as very blunt, mm-hmm. um, and basically on nocturne they had a lot of competitions. So that's like the salamander's way of just saying like, hey, like I'm better than you. That's why I'm going to go on the hunt. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like to make him like his pride hurt. Yeah. Right. It was just like the concept. And then when the, when the ultimate said, no, you're not. Simon was like, oh, well, let me show you through competition. <laughs> let me whoop your ass real quick. As it actually goes back a little bit to how like Vulcan was discovered by the emperor. Yeah. I remember you telling me the story that didn't it, uh, like him and the emperor compete about like who could kill like the biggest monster or something. Who could build, kill the biggest salamander, which is why he renamed the legion salamanders afterwards. And the emperor killed the largest salamander and actually saved Vulcan's life in the process. So um, it's just like a and Vulcan didn't feel like beat. If that makes sense, like it's just like you're better. Like it's yeah. just like that's how it is. In the yeah, I mean it's culture. It's also just like being like a good sport. Mm-hmm. But he also knows, Salamander knows that the other legions aren't like that. Yeah. So like when when the um, Ultraman's like, I'll remember that Salamander. He's like, I know you will. <laughs> I love that. Fucking scene. good. Bring it. <laughs> so he like disappears in the darkness and then he comes back, but it's not the Salamander. It's the demon. But the Ultramarine knows that. I love that line. The Salamander like pops up. And it's like, it's because I smell of fire and ash. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that's cool. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, because he was like, how did you know? He's like, your smell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what? So they kill the demon thing, but they've realized that the Iron Warriors who had been on the planet prior had planted like geothermal nuclear devices all over the place and we're setting them to blow up so they had to escape and on the way uh the ultramarine made to the ship the salamander got lost he went back for him and the salamander was trying to save not just any human the piece of shit the orator that was there to help horus mm-hmm. these are this is one of those situations where i really hope we get more to this story yeah uh, because the salamander 
dies, he's having like flashbacks of Isvan as he's like trying to be mm-hmm. saved by the Ultramarine. Eventually, he's like, you know what? Save this person. You can't save us both. Type of deal. Yeah. Just save him. Like, I'm <laughs> he's ready. like, fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and and the summer's like, I'm ready to rest. I'm ready to go with my brothers. Like, I can't like outrun this like trauma, this PTSD. Yeah. Like, he has crazy PTSD. Yeah. It's like, I need to. I need to be with my father again. Yeah. Which is not very Space Marine esque, I feel like. I mean, I get it, but like, I feel also, like they'd fight. Surprise, Vulcan's not dead. Wait, are you telling me Vulcan lives? I, I read that somewhere. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> uh, so you kind of get that situation. And then um, they save that guy and the ultramarine makes the vow that the ending is kind of weird because he says like whoever did this to you i will vow that those responsible will be like killed and in my mind like is he talking about the or is he going to just kill the orator i was imagining like he was just going to kill like his goal was to wipe out the iron warriors maybe i'd like to see more of this story yeah i agree it it was interesting it was good yeah, I want to see, like, what happens to the Warrior? Does he go off to, like, help the Imperium? Who knows? I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I agree. We are right at an hour. Yeah. There's, what, five stories left? Yeah, I think we can cover them next time. Uh, yeah, because uh, there's several short ones. Next one's very short. There's only two more long ones in there. Very yeah, great. last round's are short. I'm pretty sure L- Little Horus is actually pretty short. Mm-hmm. Face of Treachery might also be a short. I don't know. There's several short ones. My favorite ones still la- are left, which is The Iron Within. Such a fucking good one. I just fucking ripped my camera straight down. Sorry about that, guys. Um, Real quick before we go, yeah. uh, I forgot to give credit to the author for that one. Forgotten Sons is by Nick Kime. Uh, I don't think he's written anything for us yet, um, and, but he does do Salamander books. Yeah, he does Vulcan Lives. Mm-hmm. Oh, Vulcan Lives. <laughs> oh fuck I, did i ruin it <laughs> mm. well guys that is review part one of age of darkness we got through did we only get through three or did we get through four i think we only got through three dude shit so we have six books left <laughs> we'll do our best <laughs> yeah uh several of them are short so it shouldn't be too long um mm-hmm. As we talked about at the beginning of the episode, if you would like to reach us, um, let us know what you would like us, especially with the YouTube. If there's something that you would like us to do, let us know. Uh, you can reach us at theheresylodge at gmail.com. You can tweet us at heresylodge. Join our Discord, and please like and subscribe to our videos and us on YouTube. That's going to help us a lot, get us a little bit more exposure, and kind of, you know, give us more time to do more shit. Sure. And... We got a lot of fun stuff coming. Uh, Other than that, I think that's it. Gavin, anything else you want to mention? Nope, nothing else. All right, guys. Hope to see you again next week for part two. And, uh, well, the last six books of this. Yeah, It's going to be a good one. There's some really great ones left. And we will see you then. Cheers, guys. See ya.